0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode of Craving More, my subscriber show. Uh, So, thank you all to my subscribers. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, Before we get into the episode, I did want to talk to you about our sponsor. So, our sponsor is a trusted nutrition program focused on healthy aging and longevity. It's called ProLon for promoting longevity and it helps maintain health energy, clarity, weight, and performance while supporting healthy aging and rejuvenation of the cells. As you know, I'm all about slowing down the aging process and increasing longevity, and that starts with what you're consuming on a regular basis. So their main product is the Prolon 5-Day Nutrition. It feeds the body with clean premium ingredients while providing the rejuvenation benefits of fasting. The Prolon system allows you to eat for 5 days and your metabolism and cells think you're fasting. It's the number one doctor-recommended fasting nutrition program based on over 20 years of research, and it was developed at the Longevity Institute of the University of Southern California. In human studies, Prolon showed to reduce biological age as well as risk factors for health conditions. It's a great body and spiritual reset that combines plant-based nutrition with spirituality and rejuvenation. Fasting is common in all divine religions and major meditation schools, and now science has uncovered that there are major benefits of this practice. So check out Prolon's nutrition products and program and try to subscribe to the Prolon 5-day, although they do have a one-day reset that I just recently did. Um, I'm going to be giving a full review of that Prolon reset in just a second. Uh, But they do recommend doing the actual five-day program three times per year. So I still haven't done the five-day. I'm going to do that in a week or two. But you can go to ProlonLife.com. Our podcast secured a 20% off code that will give you 20% off your products. So that's uh, VERONICA20. And you can uh, add that promo code at checkout to get your discount. So all of you are already supporting the show by subscribing to this uh, tier where you get two extra episodes a month. I do have a VIP level. I'm going to be putting out the next episode of that uh, next week. I did take a break. I I was doing a three-part series of the guy from the gym that almost murdered me. Um, I did decide to take a break from some of that darkness. And this next episode is going to be all about foodie fights. And then I do share a story from my Italian vacation that I didn't want to share on the first two levels. I do share it on the VIP. So if you do want to change um, and, and upgrade, you can do that through contacting ACAST. Another way to support the show is just leaving a review, leaving a rating. It does mean so, so much to all our subscri- uh, to our subscribers podcasters in general just it's it's the way that we get noticed it's the way that we get sponsors so if any of you have already left a review or a rating thank you so much you can leave one on each episode so just throwing that out there but regardless I do appreciate all of your support all right so let's get into my regular segments before I get into my podcast review so starting out with a mental health check-in so my mental health is really, really good this week. Um, I after doing prolon and getting back on my healthy kick, uh, you know, last week, as I'll talk about in my tasty treat segment, was just, you know, continuing on kind of the sugar carb train. And so um anyway, my mental health is good this week because I'm eating with more nutrition, which always makes me feel better. And also our partner in Boston has had like a 180 turnaround. I mean, this guy went from like verbally abusing us to really going above and beyond. And so he has had a great attitude. He's, I think because we're getting closer and he can see like the light at the end of the tunnel and we pretty much have most of the things done that we need to apply for our final license I think he's in a much better mood and he's just, you know, he's, he's gone. He met with the fire inspector. He got, uh, a, an operator to come out and fix the sprinkler that we have to get done to get our fire inspection passed. And he got, he was there to get our backup alarm, uh, installed. And again, just all of that. I'm so grateful that he took that off my plate And it just makes my life much easier, it makes me have to travel a little bit less, and it just reduces a lot of expenses for the company. So I'm also in a really good mood about that. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, We're hoping to be able to apply for our final license sometime in November. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, the next stage is the the CCC inspectors, uh, which oversee the cannabis uh, business in Massachusetts. They have to come out and do their inspection. So who knows what they'll say. And hopefully there's not thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars more work we have to do. But you just never know. Um, But until that happens, my mental health is great. And I'm not going to anticipate any more difficulties. I'm just going to focus on positivity and success. And, you know, I do. these affirmations every day and it's just onward and upward hopefully from here you know coming from like the depths of despair that i was in last year it's just i'm just really enjoying every moment and every day of this kind of like uphill climb that we're on and i'm not taking it for granted i'm just enjoying every moment so i hope all of you are have had good mental health this week yourselves um I did want to say I was contacted actually. Actually, I shouldn't say my mental health has been great in every aspect. I think my small little world has been positive, but I I also can't ignore what's happening over in Israel. And one of uh, my subscribers did reach out. She's Jewish and she's you know, she has family friends that have been kidnapped. And it's, it's honestly just heartbreaking and devastating. And I I support Israel. You know, I'm 12% Jewish myself. And I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. So that's, that's a European Jew. So my heritage comes from that area. And, you know, even before I got my DNA tested, I just always loved Jewish people. I, they're family oriented good people you know i mean i'm speaking in generalities obviously but you know good hearted people and and jewish people helped with civil rights they helped women get rights in in america and they've always been allies to our communities and um you know so there's there's a lot of of controversy for some reason in supporting them i think people feel conflicted because of the whole israel palestine issue but putting that aside this is not about this is a terrorist attack straight up you know women children the elderly i mean i have a special place in my heart for older people and to see a holocaust survivor pulled out of her home it's 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 just reprehensible and I proudly support Israel, so if, if any of you have issues with that, then you can feel free not to listen to this, not to continue to follow me, but I'm not, I'm not ashamed of, of talking about it, and you know, I, I like to support um, you know, good people. And, and look, I know that there are a lot of Palestinians right now who are going through trauma as well and are displaced. And it's really horrible that Hamas, the terrorist group, uh, uses the Palestinians basically as body shields. And it's just, it's just a horrible situation all around. And so, you know, there's been deep sadness in my heart and, you know, just horror. And as I hear these stories, I, I can't, I can't look away. I can't stop listening to, you know, I follow a lot of Jewish podcasters and, you know, Israelis. And, you know, I, I listen to everything they're saying. I watch the news. I listen to, you know, podcasts about it. And it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. So I know some of you out there, because of all of this, are not having a good mental health week. So, so I'm, I'm kind of want to backtrack from my chipper little beginning where I'm like, oh, everything's great in my world. Well, I, I have to recognize what's what's happening around the world. You know, I'm I'm not someone who just turns a blind eye to to things that are happening abroad. And you know, overall, I think if there were more women in power, that there'd be more peace in the world. And that is one of my long term goals, as I talked about on my VIP episode. Again, I'm. I don't love getting political, but I am I am politically minded, right? I do think that um, you need the right people at the top and in leadership, and I think if more women are in leadership, then the world will just be a better place. Period. So, you know, one of my goals, and I don't talk about some of my really big overarching goals, is to help with with um, you know, it, it sounds really cheesy, but you know, world peace through uh, female advancement and and helping to empower women around the world. So, anyway, I just I wanted to go off on that slight tangent because we are talking about mental health, and I just can't I, I you know just starting so chipper and happy, and then just suddenly remembering that one of my subscribers is is really going through a lot and can't stop crying, and it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. So, my heart goes out to anybody affected by this. And uh, everyone in Israel, anyone going through this, this trauma is in my prayers. All right, getting back into my segments, I did want to talk about a couple of diet culture media moments that caught my attention this week. So I was uh, on Instagram, as I often am, and you can follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, so there was a little post that Amy Schumer put out. It was kind of like a before and after and she had posted this picture of her in her 20s where she's, you know, all done up and has her makeup done and her hair perfect. And, you know, she's she's in a much, you know, smaller body size. This is obviously 20 years ago before she had children. And, and you know, she's all dressed up. She's in this, like, little mini skirt. And she looks beautiful. And, and then she posts this, this other picture of her, like, I think she's in the hospital, to be honest. So obviously she's very frumpy. Her her hair's everywhere. She has no makeup on, and she's she's obviously not trying. And she said she said, "Watch out, twenty year olds. Life is coming for you." And you know it's it's interesting because I also know a lot of people that are you know our age. I think I'm older than Amy. But and I don't have children, granted, but but whether it, and I know people in their 40s, 50s that are in much better shape and and have taken such good care of themselves as they've aged that they look better than they did in their 20s. I, I can give so many examples of that. And and I just think that it's it's what you prioritize. Right. And I think And look, I followed Amy Schumer for a very long time. She's one of my favorite comedians. And I used to watch her when she was on the Howard Stern show. And, and she, for a very long time was, was, she tried really hard and, and her, she, this is, again, this is all my opinion. Okay. My opinion is that she worked really hard to look hot, like to look hot, the societal term hot right? Where she, I'm sure she kind of tortured herself with dieting and, you know, trying to lose weight and trying to get in, into a smaller body size. And, you know, she would, she would, she would, and she would joke about it and she would joke about her weight and she would joke about, you know, all the guys she banged. And, and I remember Howard Stern would, was really rude to her. and And, it, and he'd be like, guys, you know, I can't, I can't figure it out. Is Amy Schumer hot? You know, and, and she was, she, she was, and is, I mean, look, Amy Schumer is a beautiful woman, regardless of her body size, but she just put a lot more effort into her look. Back in the day, back when she was trying to please everyone, when she was trying to climb that ladder, when she was trying to become famous, when she was trying to become well-known. And, you know, and I think for a long time in comedy, like, hot female comics, like, weren't a thing. And then, and there was this whole idea of, oh, women can't be hot and funny. And, and, and I think that's not, A, that's not true, And B, it's not important. I mean, whether you're funny or not, like whether you're hot or not shouldn't matter, right? You should still be able to find success if you're a funny comedian, regardless of what you look like. But I think for a long time, Amy was fighting to gain the respect she deserves to be accepted. And look, as we know, in our society, you know, people that look good, look a certain way, do get there's like pretty privilege there's white privilege there's all kinds of uh, there's thin privilege right and i think for a long time she fought so hard to fit into those categories because she wanted to advance herself right we all do we all want to advance ourselves in life and i also think she was trying to attract a man and blah 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 and so and now she's in a very loving marriage with a man who's on the spectrum she's talked about that and i think this is a guy he's he's a, a a chef and so she probably eats really really well and and i i think you know she's with someone that accepts her no matter what you know he accepts her for her and so i think she's felt So much, so much better in her own skin. So, and probably, and again, this is all my perception and what I think, when I look at the situation, what I'm guessing, I could be totally wrong. But I think because she's found a a loving, accepting partner, she's like, I don't have to try to fit into this societally approved body. I don't have to, you know, have perfect makeup and perfect hair when I go out these days. I I just don't. And she's also reached a huge level of success. So, and I think there comes an acceptance of yourself in, in, you know, differently. Like you don't have to torture yourself to look, quote unquote, Societally perfect anymore, right? So, so there's that. I also, but I also, I I don't agree with her in that just because you're getting older doesn't mean that, that you're going to look like that, right? Like, it doesn't mean that you just have to, have to, like, not wear makeup and not, you know, it's, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice that, that everybody has about how they want to present themselves to the world. And, and I think, look, I've always taken it as a sign of respect to people when I put a little bit of effort into looking nice. I've just always kind of correlated that with, with respect for the people I'm serving or the the job that I have, my bosses, whatever. I don't know. That's, that's always been equated for me. So I don't know. I, I, I just had a, a reaction to it because I'm like, she, Because to me, the message was, okay, girls in your 20s, you're hot now. But when you get into your 40s, 50s, whatever, like you're going downhill. And I'm like, no, I'm going uphill, girl. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I thought that that was interesting and more power to Amy Schumer, more, you know, Pamela Anderson, not wearing makeup, all these, all these women, you know, working hard to change beauty standards, I I admit I I do conform to some of the beauty standards, but it's funny because I I talked about this before how when I was in that really controlling relationship where he expected to be me to like I wasn't enough like he was like you need to be a CEO you need to be this you need to be that and and he was like this perfectionist. I remember I like I was like well I'm just gonna gain a bunch of weight and see if he still loves me, and he he did and and it, my my whole thought process was like. You know, let me see if he'll still care about me if I'm a less hot version of myself. And and this idea of like, oh my God, do I have to like torture myself to look a certain way to be with this guy for the rest of my life? And oh, that sounds exhausting. Well, that idea is like, oh, I'm doing it for him. I'm taking care of myself for him. Whereas it shouldn't be for somebody else. It should be I should be doing these things because I want to do it. So now that I'm in a very loving relationship with a guy, you know, similar to like Amy Schumer's husband, I mean, he's not on, Chad's not on the spectrum, but Chad is somebody that would, if I gained 50 pounds, he would still love me and accept me. He, he, I don't, I don't feel like he would judge me or not love me or be disrespectful towards me. Like, and he wouldn't care if I stopped doing Botox and and stopped dying my hair. And now You know, would he be as attracted to me? I don't know. I I honestly don't know. But I also think that he would still love me and wouldn't like leave me or anything. So my point with saying all this is that I'm doing like the stuff that I do now is for me. You know, it's because I want to feel my best. I want to look my best. I want to present myself a certain way to the world. And when I look and feel my best, when I'm fit, when I'm eating well-balanced, I just, I I just am, am living my best life. So I have realized that I'm not doing it for a partner. I'm doing it for me. Now I do get, Botox less often. I probably get it twice a year now instead of four times a year now to save money. And I don't feel like I have to look like a 20 year old the rest of my life because Chad will accept me as I age, which is I wanted a partner that I can grow old with and be comfortable in my own skin with. And I think Amy has found that as well. And Power to the people for being with a partner that accepts them for them. And I think what we want to do as individuals is totally up to us. What makes us feel good. And so I found what makes me feel good. And hopefully all of you do too. The other diet culture media moment. Now, you won't know what I'm talking about unless you watch The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is a Bravo show. And recently, Mary Cosby, who is back on the season as a friend. This is a woman that ran this very controversial church that was kind of thought of as a cult. And there's a lot of controversy because supposedly she took all this money from her parishioners. And is, she's honestly just a terrible person, in my opinion. And um, she's she's definitely, I think she's on the spectrum because she... She's just rude. She's just rude to people. She doesn't know how to really interact or socialize with other people. And she just, you know, she she calls herself a loner. But she's also just is not, she's not friendly at all. She's not nice. She's not kind in any way. Um, She says the most random things that make no sense in the moment. I'm like, why is this woman on the show? I cannot stand her. But she was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen the other day, and she was basically trying to call out Heather Gay. Heather Gay is this former Mormon who, you know, she is, she's, I I really like Heather. She's, um, she kind of just puts it all out there. She, you know, she has a lot of inner turmoil from leaving the Mormon church and feels judged. But But Heather is someone that puts a lot of work into her looks. She owns all these um, businesses called Beauty Lab, which does like Botox and injections and all the rejuvenation stuff. So Heather is, you know, she's very well off and she was wearing this corset, this, it looked, I mean, it had like the Gucci all over it. And she basically Mary was like, oh, that had to be fake that there's no way that that's fake. It was this like really sexy kind of cool corset look that had like the Gucci all over it. And it ended up being authentic. It's like a Gucci by Adidas and and Heather was rocking it. And Mary's like, that looks fake. She has to be in a fake. Who, like, they don't, you know, Gucci doesn't make a size 14 corset, do they? And she's basically fat shaming her for being in a larger body. And by the way, she looked fabulous. Like, Heather looks amazing. And yes, she's in a slightly larger body, but she looks great. I mean, she's fit. She's you know, curvaceous. She's, and she looked awesome in that corset, let me tell you. And, you know, Mary's just a jealous bitch, in my opinion. And, and everybody was like visibly shocked that she just shamed her. And Heather came out and was super classy about it. She's like, it's real and it's fabulous. That's all she said. She didn't even get defensive. So props to Heather. Kick Mary off the show. That's my last diet culture media moment. Right. Let's get into my tasty treat segment. So last episode, I did a major review of everything, all the food I ate while traveling through Europe. And I I came back and I just was not ready to just like dive back into my whole foods journey. I just wasn't. I needed just kind of like a week to, to decompress Here's the thing, like I didn't feel like going grocery shopping and and meal prepping. I just didn't feel like doing that. So it was a lot of like, oh, what do I want to eat today? Let me just go get some food to go. And you know, when I do that, it's never what I want it to be. I'm always like, oh, I want to eat the most delicious thing, and then I put all this pressure on myself like what do I want? What do I want, you know? And then I can never decide. And so anyway, I I so there was a lot of like You know, I ate a lot of Thai food and, you know, when I, when we walked in from the airport, there was this Chick-fil-A wrapper with a cookie in it that was left over by the woman that was watching our house and our dogs. And I was like, immediately started craving Chick-fil-A. So I'm like, I gotta go get Chick-fil-A. And, you know, and so I just, I just kind of gave into my cravings last week and I knew I wanted to, you know, do the Prolon Reset. And so I basically just gave myself permission to, like, eat as much sugar as I wanted to. I kind of wanted to, like, get sick of sugar and all the indulgent food. So I just way, way, way overdid it. I mean, I went and got a large blizzard, a large Butterfinger blizzard with Oreos and Heath Bar. I went and got all this marble cake with icing. I got um, these pastries from Chompies, like the Napoleon. I got these donuts that they had at Sprouts that were, oh my God, they were so good. I, I put a picture of them on my Instagram and I was literally trying, so, you know, when, when I'm eating like that, it's it's not even enjoyment. It truly isn't. This is what I've learned about myself. I like to, I like balance. I like eating really healthy all day and then having that special treat at night. That's something that I look forward to, something indulgent. And like that 80-20 rule really works perfectly because I feel good eating with high nutrition. And then I get, and then whatever that delicious, delectable treat is at the end of the day, it tastes so good because I've eaten healthy all day. But when I've eaten indulgently all day, like I woke up on, on a, what was it? The Friday and I had to work all day and I still had some of my blizzard left over. So I had some of my blizzard for breakfast and then ate Thai food for lunch like this. And it was just, you know, fried, fried Thai rice and chicken, like this chicken satay. But I was so full. Like I was so full later that day that I was like, I don't not like nothing sounds good, like nothing, you know, and I, I was like, oh, I can eat anything I want. I can go get something indulgent. I didn't want anything indulgent, you know? So it's interesting how when you give yourself permission to just be debaucherous, it's not even as fun. So, so, and then, so Chad cooked last night. Now here's the thing. Okay. So let me, Chad made this so we had brought some pasta back from Italy and remember that dish that I said was like the best dish that we had it was Chad's it was like the guanachale and the it was kind of a carbonara but but a very light car it, it really wasn't it was I think it was more pecorino with just some pasta water like I don't think they put any egg into his dish that that they served him. But he decided to make like an actual carbonara. And so this this was last night. Now, I did not want to eat pasta last night or, or bread or anything. I wanted to just eat whole foods because I did my Prolon reset on Monday, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But, you know, I'm trying to like get out of this like perfectionistic, you know, way of being because it's not like I'm trying to like lose weight I I just want to feel good I feel better when I eat a lot of whole foods but you know Chad Chad wanted to have his parents over for you know to talk about see our pictures from Europe and you know he want and he wanted to try to make that dish or replicate that dish and so I'm not going to not eat Chad's. Chad's a great cook and, you know, he's making pasta with garlic bread and, and he actually randomly made Brussels sprouts on the side, which again, I'm not going to complain, but it, you know, it does not doesn't really go with pasta, but anyway, it was still delicious, but you know, I'm not going to not eat that. I'm not going to not, I'm not going to sit there and just have some Brussels sprouts while everybody's eating this pasta and garlic bread. So... And then, of course, his parents brought over pies. (laughs) So what I really did want to stay away from was processed sugar. But again, when it's there and it's looking at me and it's, you know, it's you're kind of like, well, you've eaten with high nutrition all day, Veronica. And, you know, this your your man's cooking and his parents are here and we're sitting down to eat. It's I'm not going to say no to that. So you know, I just gave myself grace that, you know, yesterday and had that delicious meal and then, you know, getting back to my healthy habits again this week. So anyway, so lots of tasty treats over the past week and a half, but not necessarily as tasty as when I'm eating with with more nutrition. So a very interesting tasty treats discussion today. Hopefully all of you are eating some tasty treats yourselves. All right, let's get into my healthy habits segment. So Prolon. So I just did the Prolon reset because the five day scares me. (laughs) I actually have a couple of my subscribers that have done the five day. And one of them said she's done it twice and she's never made it through the fifth day. That seems to be a pretty common theme, I'm realizing. I do have another subscriber that's about to do the five-day, so I'm really excited to hear from her and see how it went and see if she made it through. Um, So I had gone grocery shopping on Sunday because I knew I was just going to do the one-day reset and I was going to need some healthy food in the house after. So I got all, I got all Whole Foods at the grocery store. I got this great soup they had. I got all kinds of fruits. I got vegetables. um, I got these incredible grapes. So when grapes are in season and they have organic grapes, there's a particular look to the grape that I can scout out. These green grapes, I only get them when they look a certain way and it's the big ones that are so tight and firm that, and they crunch when you bite into them. Mm. Those are so, those are like candy to me. And I only buy grapes when they're like that because like a, a kind of soft grape is terrible, but when they're crisp and plump like that, and you bite into them and it's like, like like, like it makes a little crunch. Mm. I love those. So I got some of those and I got those r- Rubitons or Ram- Rambutons or whatever, the kind of lychee things. And I have some strawberries. So I got a lot of good, healthy food in there. Um, and that was the interesting thing. When I was doing Prolon, it was like I just wanted a couple grapes. I wanted a bite of my cucumber that I had chopped up. And it's like, no, you can't have it. So because I really, I did want to be perfect on the one day. I'm like, come on, Veronica, you can do a one day. You can get through one day after you just binged on sugar the past weekend. So... So yeah, so I started in the morning and knowing myself, I wanted to save a good amount for after work because I, if I didn't have anything for nighttime, I knew I'd go off track. So, and I don't get hungry till like 11 or 12 and I don't, and I thought I wouldn't exercise, but I'd eaten so much junk that I I did want to exercise. So I did go for a run that morning. And then I started with a half of the bar. So I wanted to get the, the bar seemed like it was going to be the heartiest thing in there. And so I started with that and it's plant-based protein, which, you know, I smelled it and I, the the whole thing, I don't usually use plant-based protein just because I don't like the flavor of it. If anyone has a really good brand that they love, that that they can't tell the difference if it's a whey or, or vegetable protein, please DM me and tell me the brand because, I've tried a million different types of plant based protein and I just don't, I hate the taste of it. Um, and I want to enjoy, like if I'm eating healthy, I do want to enjoy my food. I just do. So this smelled like, I smelled it. And I'm like, oh, that's that pea protein that I don't love. And I think this one, I'm trying to, this one was like the nut, the nut and honey, I think, bar. And I did try a coconut one recently, and that that was actually really good. I didn't love this bar, but I ate half of it just to coat my stomach with something. And they give you these supplements. So I love the the, the little pack that they give you. And I haven't opened the five-day yet, but I I assume it's basically the same. But I, I went through, there was a bar like a, you know, kind of a larger bar and then a smaller chocolate crisp bar that was kind of like a dessert type, a little chocolate square. And then they gave you some olives, which I was very excited about. These are from Italy. They had herbs on them. Delicious. And then there were two soups. There was a chickpea and a chickpea and maybe there's chickpea and something soup and then a pea and, and chive soup, which was both of them were delicious and there were some kale crackers like kale and spinach crackers or something and and then they gave you these supplements and and also some tea the supplements i took i took one they gave you like four packages of supplements and i took half of them right after i ate that bar and the supplements i'm not good at swallowing pills so i really like i take my little vitamin d That's pretty much the only supplement I take. I do want to get a fish oil. These, this was like a vegetable powder that I was burping up a little bit (laughs) through the day. It was, it was hard to get them down. It really was And There was this other one that was an oil based one that seemed like it was really good for you. Anyway, so got those down. And then the next thing I ate was one of those pea soups, which I don't, I've never liked pea soup or I don't know if I've even tried pea soup, but this one was really good. It had a nice onion flavor. It was a little bit um hard to dissolve. Like I did boil some water. Somebody told me to soak the soup for a while. Someone DM'd me and said, cook it on the stovetop and it and it gets better. I don't know. But um but the soup was good. And then let's see, and then later after I got out of work, I ate the rest of the bar. The Chocolate Crisp Bar was actually really good. It didn't have that strong protein flavor. You know what? It kind of reminded me of one of the LA Weight Loss uh, protein bars that we used to sell like back in the Dizay. And it did kind of reminded me of one of those bars. I could have eaten many of those. So that was really good. And then... And then for like my dinner, and it felt like a feast at this point, but I had the other soup and I, 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 you know, broke up a couple of the crackers in that soup and that was nice. And then I actually had a little bit of tea, which I don't normally drink tea at night, but it does curb your appetite, I found. So I had a little bit of tea and then, and then I found I had my olives, the last thing I had, with like, a you know, kind of like my late night snack was my olives. The olives were really delicious. And, and that was when I, you know, it's nighttime, you know, having a little cannabis and, and I honestly was not hungry. Like I wasn't hungry at all. I, but again, it's the one day I assume if I kept doing the five day by the end, I'd be like starting and a little hangry. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that it makes the the days very long. It really does. When you don't have that delicious indulgence to look forward to at the end of the day, at least for me, it's a little sad. <laughs> and it's, and it's makes the night really long. And it's funny because this girl that I follow on Instagram, when she was doing it, she was doing the five day and she's like, you want to lengthen your days <laughs> to prolong. And, and anytime, anytime that I'm not allowing myself to just kind of munch at night and, you know, it's, it's, it's a longer night. So, you know, and cause I, I boredom eat, you know, I, I do it for fun. I, I have recognized that. And so, you know, but I, I will say I did feel good. I did feel better, especially the next day waking up and feeling a sense of accomplishment that I made it through that day. Um, my superfood smoothie shake the next day was so delicious. Um, I actually, though, did wake up because they had sent me these fasting shakes that didn't come in the one-day reset. I'm curious if they're in the Prolon five-day, but they had shipped me these fasting shakes, which I blended up in my little Nutribullet with some water because I, the next day I just thought, oh, let me just keep the fasting going. And so, and I had a networking event that, that morning, luckily the food was terrible. Like the food was just all pastries and fruit. And I was like, that's easy for me to say no to. And so I just had coffee and I had that, that fasting shake, which was actually decent. It had, it did have some of the protein in it. Nothing is like super high protein. I mean, the whey, the whey protein that I typically use is 20 grams of protein per serving these bars and the, the shake that they give you, it's more about staying in a fasting state. So they're highly, highly nutritious, but they're not like wicked, you know, high in protein. So, so, you know, so, and that was pretty good. I actually, I did get some almond milk cause I think I'll, you know, I'll start using those fasting shapes with a little almond milk. Um, and so so yeah so I I did stay in that fasting state but then had my my superfood smoothie and then I made this quinoa salad, so I knew I'm still trying to, now I'm trying to get at least 100 grams of protein a day. Like, I really want to try for that. So I want to try to get around 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal and then some high-protein snacks. So I wanted to make a quinoa salad. And so I looked up a couple recipes, and this one looked really good. So it's got black olives, quinoa, cucumbers, red onion, and then the dressing is really simple it's olive oil, red wine vinegar, some some Dijon mustard, salt and pepper. I think that's it. Oh, a little bit of lemon juice. And it's delicious. It's really good. I blended it up in the NutriBullet. And um yeah, I've just been eating rotisserie chicken with some quinoa salad on the side. Very delicious, very satisfying, high protein. Uh, so that's, a, so I'm eating that. I made a big, big bowl of it, got four rotisserie chickens, stripped them down and my dogs are feasting on all the dark meat this week. And um, so, yeah, so that's really good. I got Trader Joe's has these, uh, it's like this chicken and poblano soups back. So I'm going to use that, but also put some extra chicken in it. And I got some Greek yogurt to eat between. So I'm gonna try to stay really whole foods, you know. And so this morning I went to a networking event and I was like, oh, I probably won't eat. But the food at this one was so, it looked so good. I'm like, oh, I have to eat here. So they had this chia seed pudding that had all of these beautiful berries on top you know the 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 raspberries and blackberries and blueberries and the 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 pudding was really thick they did have some granola in there that i tried to avoid and um but yummy they had these potato like these little circle potato gratin things that i couldn't resist and some crispy bacon the bacon was super crispy when it's that crispy I get to have some. So I did have that this morning. It was delicious. And then I'll stick to my soup and my protein shake and my chicken later this later today. Um, You know, the pie, there's still pie in there. Now, I'm not a big pie eater. But last night when, um, you know, Chad's parents were here, they brought the pies. And I have to say, I was a little not disappointed by myself. Like I, I totally forgot it was there. And then right before I was about to go to bed, I'm like, oh, there's pie. I'm like, well, I'm like, I already ate the pasta today. So let me just have a piece of this pie. (laughs) So I did have a piece of that. It was chocolate cream pie, but it was almost like cake, like a little bit. It was delicious. Anyway, I did have a slice of that. I'm going to try to avoid that. I do want to try to avoid processed sugar as much as I can. uh, And I have not drunk any alcohol. So I just overdid it with wine through the whole European trip. So I didn't have any alcohol last week, I haven't had any this week, and the first drink I'll probably have is going to be this Sunday, because I'm getting together with my Bravo Betches, uh, my two girlfriends, and we're going to do a brunch, so I will probably have some cocktails there, but that's fine. Uh, I'll probably eat, I'll try to order something nutritious, and you know, stick to mostly whole foods over the weekend. I do kind of want to just get back in control a little bit before the holidays hit, And then, uh, and then do my five day reset or not five day reset, but five day prolong journey. I don't know. I'm going to do it either before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. So I will report on that while I'm doing it. Uh, let's see. Was there any, I have worked out a lot this week, so that's been good. Just getting back into my working out. Um, so yeah. you know what, the other thing that's interesting, my friend Linnell did, did the, the Prolon five day. She also stopped at like through three and a half days. And she said she got flu-like symptoms. Now I think she just got sick, right? Like I, she, she's not sure if it was related. She wants to go back and do it, but Linnell just has a lot of like gut issues. And so she's, she's trying to figure all that out. But, um, but she did have trouble getting through to the fifth day. Um, she's, she's, yeah. So, so again, I, I'm curious to see how I do on it and it'll be a very long five days, but I do want to do it and I'm hoping I can make it through. So I will report on that once I do it. And I hope all of you have had some good, healthy habits this week yourselves. All right, let's get into my podcast review. So I'm going to do a little snippet from a recent Diet Starts Tomorrow episode. The title of this is My Weight Set Point is None of My Business. Now, my hot take on this is, you know, of course, they made this episode all about the weight set point, which we've we have done a past episode on this idea Um but I also think this episode is very much about kind of the mentality that happens when you do something extreme. And you know, this we we I think when people do take on something extreme and restrictive or really challenging, they they start to kind of panic about going back to kind of normal life. And I mean, I just from a one day reset, like when, when, when I had planned on doing that on Monday and then Chad tells me that his parents are coming over midweek for pasta and garlic bread. And I'm like, oh no, I can't. Should I wait to do the reset? Should I not eat with that? Like, and I started going through the spiral in my head because I'm like, well, I'm gonna be perfect on Monday. I can't not be perfect on Wednesday. And and then I was like, no, Veronica, <laughs> like don't get so extreme. Like life is life. Like you're not trying to like, you know, lose weight for for anything. Like I, it, it, there was no reason that I had to be perfect about whole foods on Wednesday. There was no reason why, except it was something that I kind of. I just wanted to get into back into a nice routine of eating more whole foods, but at the same time, I also don't want to be held back by this restrictive idea when, you know, when I'm celebrating, people, you know, people coming over and and I just think and and again when I do the 5 day, that's also something that I'm going to be aware of is not feeling the next week like Oh my God, I have to be perfect. I have to keep fasting. I have to keep, you know, this, this also happened when, um, like my friend Michelle had done 75 hard and she, and that was really hard for her to, to stay consistent for that entire time, doing two workouts a day and not drinking alcohol at all for 75 days, And I remember her dilemma after she, she had this like really special dinner set up with her, with her now husband and they were going to be drinking wine and, and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. And I'm, I, you know, I just did the 75 hard and I feel like really guilty about having alcohol. And I'm like, Michelle, I'm like, this is life. Like you have to live your life. Like you're not going to, you know, just abstain for the rest of your life and, you know, you know, delicious, indulgent, you know, foods and, and, you know, for some people, alcohol, that's going to come, come around life. Like it's just, it just is. And so I just think that getting out of that mentality of perfectionism, of doing something extreme, it's just interesting, the kind of toll it can take on our psyche. And, um, you know, I remember when I you know, when I lost weight in high school and I was getting all this attention and people were worried and I'm like, oh, people are giving me attention about this. This is great. I like wanted to keep it going. So I like got even more restrictive with myself, but then I'm like, this sucks. I I love food and I don't want to not eat delicious food. So it didn't last that long. You know, I've never been someone that's been able to, like, I, I love and celebrate food and I'm, you know, around a family that that's the same. So, you know, but but I, but even even myself, who has a, a pretty healthy relationship with food overall, um, it, it's easy to kind of get sucked into this like this spiral when you've been doing something really tough, really mentally tough or physically tough, or you know, it, it, you get scared, you get kind of scared of falling back into old habits, you get scared of you know, losing control or, and I just think it's, it's just this interesting thing when you take on some sort of challenge for yourself or, or you do something that's kind of extreme. So have, have any of you done anything like that where you've done something extreme, you know, and, and this idea of doing different types of challenges, right? Like why do people do them? I think for some people like fitness challenges, like achieving a goal, getting fit. Um, you know, I think that that's a big reason that people do it. You know, I've done, you know, I did like the stoic, stoic, the daily stoic challenge. And that was more about becoming a better person, you know, you know, challenging myself to do some things that I, that make me step outside of my comfort zone. And I think that, you know, you know, fulfilling promises that you keep to yourself can build good self-esteem. I think some people need different challenges to stay motivated, right? Like Chad signed up for this, this thing where you basically set this goal. It's like, oh, I need to run the Grand Canyon. And so you set that as your goal in this like app and, and it challenges you to like do that many steps or run that many miles or whatever. And you can do it on a treadmill. You can do it anywhere. I think it's called Strava or something. And then when you reach that goal, they actually send you a medal. And I think you pay for it and stuff, but, but it just gives people the sense of accomplishment. They get this little reward for achieving it. And I know that my boyfriend does it to stay fit and to feel a sense of accomplishment and to, you know, he's very goal oriented. So I love nutrition challenges. I do. Like I've always been the type. Like the pro thing is going to be basically a nutrition challenge for me. But um, you know the thirty days of no drinking. You know Michelle doing the seventy five hard. I did. I did that day where I did one hundred and thirty grams of animal protein. It's you know I just like to see if I can do it. Uh and and I I don't know I, I some people I think goal oriented people have fun with it. I think some people who maybe. You know, have important goals that may never achieve. They set some sort of goal in order to to get to that point, to become a more fit person, to get in shape, to lose weight. Like, there's all kinds of reasons that people do do these types of things. So, so the girls on diet starts tomorrow. Remy and Emily started uh, this segment by reading a letter that had been written in or an email. And so this this person this girl that had written in had hiked the Colorado trail which is a 500 mile road and it took her 35 days when she got back she realized she had lost the weight she had gained over the past year which is which was past her typical weight set point um and she had gained she had gained that weight due to some mental and physical things that had happened over that year. She didn't get into specifics but but she had gained some weight from some of those challenges and she said that I now sit back uh she now fits back into the clothes that she hasn't fit into in a very long time. And she's like, this feels great. You know, I told myself that I ha- if I hadn't lost the weight when I got back and the clothes still didn't fit, that I would buy all new clothes that actually did fit. So she was happy that she could save some money. But beyond that, she said, I'm, I'm having a really difficult time grappling with this change in my body. She's like, this year I felt, I felt like I'd feel great if I could just get back to my typical set point. But if it wasn't for fitting back into these clothes, I'm not sure I would recognize that change. And I still look at my body with so much displeasure over how I look. You know, fuck the society that created this internal monster. I also have a huge fear of gaining back the weight that I lost. And I feel so stressed about what I'm eating and when I'm not active enough after walking all day every day for over a month. She said, I've always struggled with maintaining workout habits because it's never felt like it's gotten easier to maintain and I get bored and I really want to take advantage of my body already being fit and feeling strong and maintain some type of activity, but I don't know where to start. I'm hoping I can maintain some sort of exercise where I can feel strong and be healthy and not be so focused on the fear of my body changing, especially because I'm feeling hints of more disordered type thoughts that I've had in a long time. I'd love your thoughts and perspective. So, so it does sound like this girl, this is just my opinion. It does sound like this girl went on this journey To lose weight. Like she expected that. And she was kind of like in in her head. She's like, well, if I hadn't, I'll I'll throw in my clothes and buy new clothes. And if I have, great. But so it kind of was in her head that she was hoping to lose weight through doing this huge challenge. So... So Remy started by saying, you know, set point is more like upset point. She's like, I can totally relate to this. She's like, I actually lost a good amount of weight from not smoking weed anymore. And I'm trying not to delight in it too much because she's like, I can tell my appetite's coming back and I'm gaining weight again. She's like, it's hard when we've been told all our lives that this is a really good thing. And she's like, I can relate to the clothes thing too. I was so excited to wear this one dress that I used to be, that used to be a little tight around my arms. And I was like, yes, I can get back into it. I mean, it's a total mind fuck. So we understand where you're coming from, but also congratulations on completing that hike. It's huge. And then Emily said, you know, my first thought was, wow, what an accomplishment, I actually looked up how long it typically takes to hike the Colorado Trail and it said between 4 to 6 weeks. So you did it in pretty rare time. So you should be proud of yourself that that's probably something I couldn't personally do and I think it's very common when you've done something so extreme and strenuous for a month, you're going to lose some weight from it. And Remy's like, "Yeah, you're camping and probably eating just what you can carry." And I was like, "Yeah, like cans of beans." I mean, isn't that what you typically eat when you're camping. And Remy's like, I mean, hopefully not a can of beans. Emily's like, I love a can of baked beans. Personally, Veronica hates baked beans, but I relate to Remy. Uh Remy's like, when I was younger, I went on a really long biking trip and we had to carry everything on our back, our tent, our sleeping bag, everything we ate. We all lost a ton of weight because you're not having regular meals. So, you know, this is not everyday life, what you've just been through. And Emily said, I can relate to this because there's times that I'm really, really active and other times that I'm much more sedentary. And when you're really active, it's easy to get kind of addicted to that feeling, even if you're not losing a ton of noticeable weight, just that feeling of being so active and maybe this like need to keep it all up. And you You don't. You know, we all fluctuate. We're all varied. You can't expect to keep up the same level of exercise all the time. Rather than think about it in terms of, you know, let me take advantage of my already fit body. Maybe just take a break and just know you have muscle memory and your body will get right back there. But just, you know, to feel your best and incorporate regular activity, just try to switch it up a a lot, you know, try different things. It doesn't need to be every single day. I mean, working out one to two times per week is great. And Remy said, she also mentioned she started a hike at an unhealthy weight or a higher weight. And, and Emily's like, yeah, well, above her normal set point. And Remy's like, yeah, and the whole point is that I'm trying to make is that you were able to complete that hike at that weight. So you were fit. The weight loss is just a byproduct of eating differently and eating less all day and moving more. But you were a a fit person to even be able to do that. And Emily's like, also mentally fit. And Remy agrees. She's like, yeah, mental toughness is about 80% of it, which is something I've always struggled with personally. And Emily's like, the hardest part of a workout is the 30 minutes before, you know, you got to like hype yourself up to get it done and just get over that mental hurdle can, that can, that can be the toughest part. And Remy agreed. She's like, yeah, when I played sports and played tennis, like I was good, but I could never win a match. Once it started going south, I would just not be able to get myself back in the right headspace. So, you know, 35 days to keep going and push through and get to that end. That's that is mental toughness. And Emily said, well, I would love to try something like that. But even when I think about it now, I'm like, could I even do that? And Remy's like, yeah, I would get halfway and quit and never come back. And Emily's like, I-, I live in the woods now. Uh, She's like, but the whole thing about set point weight set point is, and if for anyone that's not aware of what it is, it's the weight your body wants to be at within like a 10 to 15 pound range. And it's the point that your body's most comfortable at and getting below that point can be very difficult for people, especially to stay there you know if you're eating intuitively you should be able to just stay at that within that range but it's hard to know for some people what that is if you're not if you're that much in your head about it so you know my opinion is you sh- just shouldn't even worry about what that weight set point is and Remy's like yeah just try to be comfortable and and emily agreed she's just like yeah just try to be comfortable i mean if you feel good that's all that matters you know that happened to me Too a few years ago, I thought I was at my set point. I was two years into intuitive eating and I started losing more weight and I got into my head about like what my set point is and trying to figure it out what was happening because I had been at a certain weight for the past couple years and then it was changing. So I just think overall, what your weight set point is is none of anyone's business and it shouldn't be yours either. You know, it's it's just not a number that you need to get very in your head about. And Remy said, when it comes to clothes, you know, enjoy them when they fit. If they don't put them away, it's totally okay. You might come back to them and you might not. It's, it's okay regardless. You know, my dad has suits for every size because he fluctuates all the time. So, you know, just make sure you have some good good pair of jeans, some cozy sweats, some nice t-shirts that you can wear, you know, every day, regardless of what size your body happens to be that day. And Emily's like, if you're not feeling good about your body, it is harder to shop. So it's good just to have some different sizes because you don't just want to throw things out. Um, and and it's interesting. So that's kind of the end of that little snippet of the Diet Starts Tomorrow episode. It's funny. I, I never, I haven't, I hadn't been through different clothes size until the pandemic, you know. And I think... As I, as I started aging more and gained all that weight during the pandemic, it, it was the first time where I'm like, oh, I might need to go out and actually buy some new clothes. And and now I do have some different sizes. Like I tried putting on this pair of pants the other day and nope, they were not going to fit. And I still have like this Lululemon dress that's like this really tight Beautiful dress. I'm like obsessed with this dress, but it's so small. And I I probably won't ever be able to fit back into it. I do hold on to it because again, I'm not I'm not ever going to be focused on losing a lot of weight. But I can see myself trying to lose fat and going on a real kind of fat burning journey or fat loss journey where I I work out and tone, and really focus on my nutrition and whole foods, and so not about necessarily losing weight, but maybe losing fat. And when you have just like toned muscles and you know and and low fat, you look you look great in your clothes. You just do. So that's why I hold on to that dress for maybe when I go through another little fitness journey. So um, I mean, right now I'm I'm consistent with my workouts, but. I'm just, you know, it's more about just maintaining good mental health with working out and, you know, k- keeping my heart rate up and and just feeling good. I mean, it, the endorphin release, all of that. That's just, you know, luckily I, I have exercising as a firm, healthy habit. Um, But I can picture myself, you know, wanting to... Wanting to go, you know, do another little challenge. I, I, I can just see myself doing that at some point. So anyway, hopefully that wasn't triggering for anybody. I thought it was kind of an interesting conversation. And again, yes, they made it about weight set point, which, and you know, I know my weight set point. I'm curious. I, I think there's some people that have fluctuated and had such an unhealthy relationship with food so long they, they might not. Um, but I've, I've been intuitive with my body for a very long time. So I'm very clear on kind of like where my body's comfortable and, um, and I just think that that can take some time. But I think if you're focused on just good, healthy nutrition, balance, you know, not beating yourself up, not perfectionism, um, I think, I think that's a good path, but to each his own. Right On this podcast, I talk about what works for me, what I like to do, what I see other people out there doing, but ultimately, everybody has to do what's right for them. Uh, but I do think the key to you know happiness for lots of people is just it's balance, right It's doing nothing doing doing anything too extreme, just having a nice, balanced life. It just makes sense, right. So anyway, well, thank you all again for being my wonderful subscribers. I very much appreciate it. Please leave a rating and review from the, for this podcast. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced day.